You're listening to Productivity on Purpose, Episode 12, Five Reasons Your To-Do List Sucks. Listen, lady, you're capable, smart, and driven. Then why do you feel so overwhelmed? Hi, I'm Ruthie Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, best-selling author, and former perfectionist. Okay, current, but working on it. I'm here to show rockstar professionals who are doing it all that you can have an amazing career, relationships, and life by taking control of your focus, habits, and goals. Join me for simple and motivating ways to squash overwhelm and reconnect with what matters most. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Update the proposal, wipe down the counter, send the email, call the pharmacist, respond to the text, send the Zoom link, order the light bulbs, outline the draft, check on the status, prepare the marinade, research the information, create the spreadsheet, set up the meeting, wash the towels, and that's just by 10 a.m., right? Welcome back, sweet sister. I cannot believe we are a dozen episodes in. I hope you're enjoying this podcast, and if it's your first time here, these sessions might be just the perfect length to go back and binge on. I'm Ridhu Parikh. I help ambitious women go from overwhelmed and overloaded to in control and confident. I talk all things productivity, both at home and at work, because as a working mom myself, I know it's just all life. Thank you so much for being here. You're awesome to spend your time with me. Now, let's get back to the crazy, overflowing, overwhelming to-do list of yours, shall we? Yes, that one that keeps you in perpetual stress with tasks that are lingering over you all the time. I really feel like our expectations have increased tremendously or we feel a lot more pressure about everything on our list than the last generation. I don't really remember my mom having a to-do list when we were growing up. I definitely have to ask her about that. Did she have one? I don't even know. But then again, moms do a bazillion things behind the scenes completely effortlessly that no one else seems to know about, especially their kids. So she probably did have one and I didn't know. Anyway, I digress. But keeping it all straight, all the things you got to do all the time for all the peeps is definitely a challenge. Pretty much every high achieving woman that I have ever met has a list. Now, they completely vary in the way they're organized or how someone is using it differently than somebody else, but there is some level of some list somewhere in their life. However, they are definitely not working for everyone, or at least not as effectively as I know they could be. So this is something I go in detail on when I work one-on-one with my students. Like, I mean, I get into the nitty-gritty details in my signature program called Life in Control. So I'll link up to that in the notes, but I invest time in this with my clients because I know that the difference between an awesome and a not awesome to-do list is the difference between you having a successful and rewarding day and career and life for that matter, or feeling chaotic and stressed out and often even like a failure. Yes, my dear friend, the power of the to-do list is that life-changing. And I hate that so many women spend years, literally years, on trying to figure out how to make it work. Am I right? Like, how many planners have you bought over the years? How many different systems have you tried? How much time have you spent in confusion just trying to figure out a process that's going to work for you where you feel confident that you can stay on top of everything without anything falling through the cracks? 
I'm betting it's a crap load of times because I hear this from every woman that I work with. And even the ones who think they're on top of it, like they have a really good system in place, they don't recognize how much stress they're putting on themselves by overcomplicating it or by still keeping so much in their head. Like they are relying so much on their brain power and putting in way too much energy, which is leaving them unnecessarily exhausted. So let's put an end to this cray-cray, this cray-crayness, shall we? And let's jump into the five most common mistakes you're probably making with your to-do list. Number one, your lists are all over the place. (laughs) Or in other words, they're not in one place. You're relying on sticky notes, backs of envelopes, planners, journals, or a lot of time I work with women who have a lot of different notebooks, like for different projects, and then they might have to-dos for each of those projects on those notebooks or in those notebooks only. I've also seen women who have multiple tabs on separate spreadsheets for all different projects and different types of task management. So I'm assuming you have some type of combo of this, like envelopes, sticky notes, journals, planners, tabs, something. But whatever it is, the whole combo is just too much. Too many lists and too many to-dos and too many tasks and projects all in different locations. So here's the deal. You have got to have it all in one place. One place, my sweets. Why? Because you cannot effectively plan your life when everything is disjointed. You need to see a full overview of everything going on in one place because our lives are integrated. We are putting our focus and attention across so many different projects and people and demands all day long. So if your tasks that are associated with all of these are in three different places or 10 different places, you're going to have a really hard time looking at things holistically and planning accurately and not missing steps here or there, right? You're always going to be worried about something falling through the cracks. You know it's true. You will spend a lot, and I mean a lot, of brain power, energy, and resources on connecting the dots and trying to create cohesiveness from different sources. No bueno. You have so many more valuable places that you can and you should be putting your attention and your energy, like towards your family or towards your health or towards your visibility at work or towards your leadership, than on worrying about things falling through the cracks or not connecting those separate lists. So the takeaway here is one place, one place, one place. I use Evernote, which is a list-making tool to do all of this. So I will do an episode on this, I promise, in the future about how I use Evernote and why I love it so much, but I always get asked that question, so I just want to let you know that I put all of my tasks down on Evernote. That's what I use. I love it. It works amazing for me. So I have this one list, and it's called my master list, and this is where all my to-dos live. Number two, the second mistake that you're most likely making. On the contrary to having all your lists all over the place, you might be better at this and kind of have all your lists sort of in one place or mostly in one place, but you're bloating your to-do list with items that don't really belong there. In fact, they definitely don't belong there. I see this misuse so often with women. You add things that shouldn't be there, like the books you want to read or your contact information or recipes and uh, grocery lists or camp information for your kids. And your to-do list becomes this everything I'm going to dump here list. It's no longer a task management list. 
but it's blown up into this catch-all list, like every single thing going on. And it's that in itself is completely overwhelming. It does not help you get clarity, and it certainly doesn't help you prioritize. So there is definitely a place for all that type of information, right, outside of your to-do list, but it's not on your to-do list. The only things that should go on your to-do list are your actions. So the way to think about this is if your task that's on your to-do list is actionable, meaning a clearly defined next step, then it belongs on your to-do list. Okay, so just a book you want to remember or something you want to look into or some travel plan or some recipe you want to try one day, that is not an immediate next step. A next step would be to email someone back to research a specific website or or analyze something. It's like very specific next step. I have to reach out to this person, um, maybe go and do the grocery shopping, but not my whole grocery shopping list there. Okay, otherwise, you're going to end up with this giant 12-page list that keeps you stuck in overwhelm, it paralyzes you, or it's that one, and I know you can relate to this, you read over and over and over again, right? You just like keep processing the same information over and over again, but you don't seem to make a lot of progress on it. So if that's you, then you know I know you know exactly what I'm talking about, and I want you to put those other thoughts and information somewhere else and only keep the actions on your to-do list. Okay, number three, the third mistake is that on your to-do list, you are looking at it from the project level, not the task level. The project level, not the task level. So this mistake is probably the one that's most common and also maybe the one that takes the most retraining your brain to really do it right. But it's so simple when you know what to do and when you do that, it gives you so much clarity about your next steps, about what your priorities are, and it really helps you to stop procrastinating. So here's what I see with a lot of my students or my clients. Some typical tasks they might have on their list, which you might have on your list, might be things like marketing proposal, do financials, birthday party, volunteer emails, and kitchen renovation, along with the 100 other responsibilities too, but that's just a few they might have on their list. And although these seem like, at the surface, like perfectly legitimate tasks, these are things you want to get done, right? There are stuff you want to remember, so you put it on the to-do list. These are actually not tasks at all. These, each one of them in themselves, are a project. Each one of them is a project. So I'll give you an example. Let me just go with the first one that I mentioned, which was marketing proposal. Well, you might find yourself procrastinating working on this proposal or not being able to find the time between all your meetings all day, or you might find yourself getting so stuck in email for so long that you don't have time to start on it, or for many different reasons, you just can't get going on it or see it all the way through until you're up against a deadline and then trying to get it done. Okay, I'm assuming you can really relate to that type of scenario. And the reason is because when you see marketing proposal, it's not giving you a clear direction of what to do next. There are probably at least 10 tasks that make up that task, or as we know now, that project. So a few of them might be, I have to gather the client industry information, I need to analyze the research, I've got to create a summary, I've got to outline their proposal, I've got to get feedback from the team, and then I've got to revise the outline again based on what they said. Okay, and like I said, that's just a few of 
the next steps or the tasks for the marketing proposal, but chances are there's five or 10 more steps in order to complete it and deliver it on time. But the only task you had on your list was marketing proposal. So that doesn't really help you very much because you can't think straight about where to start, what to do next, and where to put your energy, especially when you have a 100 other things on your plate, which you know you do all the time. And when you don't have crystal clear clarity of what to do next, the easiest thing to do is to fall back into your email. Oh, yes, sister. I totally know the drill. All right, so if this resonates with you, you are making the mistake of staying at the project level and not the task level. The fourth mistake. This fourth mistake, and actually the next one, the fourth and fifth ones, are kind of go hand in hand with the one I just covered about not thinking about the specific tasks. And this one is not adding due dates. If you don't have a due date around each of the tasks, around each of your steps, you can't accurately estimate how long your project or task is going to take to complete, which is going to throw you off for all of your planning, and it's just not even going to allow you to plan, and this is what gets us stressed out and pushing up against a deadline, or how about this? How about overestimating what you're going to get done in the day and then not getting through it, right? I've got to say, honestly, this is just lazy. This is a lazy approach to your task management, to your to-do list. So I get that it takes effort to add due dates up front to each of your tasks, but this is totally going to set you up for success. So truly, just next to each task, just write down when it's due. Do I need to complete that by Wednesday or Sunday or Thursday morning? Because then when you're looking at your list for the day, you know exactly where to put your focus because you can say, oh, it's Monday. Where are all my Monday tasks? And it allows you to plan earlier in the week, like on Thursday before the Monday to see what's coming up. But if everything is just there without a due date, it's just everything has the same amount of weight and you just your brain just can't process it all because it seems like everything is due right now. Now, if there's something on your list that doesn't have a deadline, like there is no due date, give yourself one and put it on your list even though it doesn't actually have one. So let's say a task on your list is to read some articles, but no one's really checking up on you to see that you're doing this. You don't have to report it into anybody, but you know you want to get it done. It's in your best interest. So put a date down. Put a date down. Say it's by Friday I want to do this or I want to do this on Saturday. And by the way, if you don't get to it by that date, which of course it happens to us all the time, we don't get to every single thing we've planned, other things take longer or other stuff comes up then you need to just replan. Leaving tasks overdue is completely pointless. This is another thing I I see all the time on on a list. If you do put the due date and we pass it, you just leave it there, you abandon it. And then of course, it just continues to make you feel like a failure. Every day you're looking at how much I failed, I didn't get it done. So you've got to replan, which means just reschedule that task, update the date. And this is something that's a great thing to do at the end of the day. So I feel like And at the end of the day, when you look at that to-do list, everything you plan to get done and the things you didn't do, re-plan for them. So it's not like you failed, but you just took the time to plan for it in the future. And finally, number five, last but not least, this one, like I mentioned, is also related to the last two. It's different than having a due date or a deadline, but it's also very much um, works hand in hand with actually looking at the task level. And what this one is, is that you're not estimating the time for each of your tasks. Okay, you're not estimating the time for your tasks. And this actually has to do a lot with time blocking. You've heard me talk about this before if you've been with me a bit. 
Um, if not, I'm going to also link up to episode nine where I go through this in detail. It's called The Key Habit of Highly Successful Women, uh, which I'll link in the show notes. But when you make estimating your time a practice, it forces you to look at your calendar and really plan. If you don't, you overestimate what you think you can get done, and yet again, you fail, right? So again, I would say listen to episode nine because I get deep into how this affects your behaviors and your actions, and ultimately how this negatively impacts how you show up every day and your internal and external perception of you. But because you're so ambitious, you truly believe you're going to get 10 big tasks off your list over the day, right? That's what we think. We look at that list. It seems so doable, because there's this disconnect between what's on the list and how much time we actually have in reality over the course of the day while you have other events and meetings that are not on your to-do list, okay? It's only when you add in the time, when you when you plan the time of how long each task is going to take, do you realize, you know what, I don't have time for the 10, I only have time for five or six, Now, this leads to a completely different outcome of your day, and it also allows you to plan accurately for tomorrow. So this is all about planning. Your success lies in your planning, and your planning success is going to lie in you adding a time frame around each of your tasks. So if you're not doing this, this is another big mistake. If you find you are not thinking through your time, your to-do list is going to, guess what? suck because it's going to keep you stressed out and up against deadlines or feeling like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I get stuff done? And you're going to feel like this at the end of each day. And of course, I never want you to feel like that. So don't make this mistake a habit. And if it is a habit, let's make some changes there. Listen, my gorgeous friend, you have the ability to be so much more in control of your time and your energy than you think you do. You must harness this power because it is 100% in your hands, I promise you. You can absolutely be in the driver's seat of your day, of your career, and of your home life. I would love nothing more than to see you implement small habits and empower yourself with these skills to be large and in charge. So I have two asks of you right now. Number one, you know I always, always love to leave you with a challenge. So you've spent your last 20 minutes with me and I want to make your time here 100% worth it. So I leave you with an action and today's action is to fix one, just one of the five mistakes that you are making with your to-do list within the next 24 hours. Okay, which one resonated with you the most? Which is low-hanging fruit for you to fix or work on? Take immediate action on that one and you will thank yourself 10 times over, I promise you. I'm going to quickly review them. Um... They are, your lists are all over the place. You got to get them in one place. You're putting items on your to-do list that don't belong there, that aren't actions. You're at the project level, not the task level. You're not adding due dates. Or finally, number five, you're not estimating time for your tasks. So again, which one is it that you're going to work on in the next 24 hours to make that change? Now, number two, come check out a free training I have for you. It's called Four Steps to Crush Overwhelm and Control Your Day. So if you're listening to this live, I think this should be live around mid-May, it should be on this page. It's called lifeisorganized.com, which is my website, lifeisorganized.com forward slash life in control. Lifeisorganized.com forward slash life in control. Life in control is a signature coaching program I mentioned earlier, but you're going to find this training on that page. You'll find all the information about 
the program, but you'll find the, the training on that page as well. So regardless of whether you're interested in life and control, the coaching with me, that's totally doesn't even matter. The training is there for you. It's free and it's gold. So if you like my style, if you like the way I teach, if you get a lot of value from it, I think you should definitely head on over there and check it out. Again, lifeisorganized.com forward slash life in control. I'll also put it in the show notes. And as I also mentioned, if we partner together, which of course I would absolutely love to do, I would be honored to work with you. We create your own kick-ass, awesome, foolproof to-do list together. So you never worry about anything falling through the cracks and you are always on top of your shizzle at home and at work. As always, you are the best, the bestest for showing up here. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for your time and loving vibes and positive energy and know that I am always sending them right back your way. Here's to getting more of the right things done and thank you for embracing productivity on purpose. I will catch you next time. Bye-bye.